what is the desired outcome of this meeting? Okay. So to the life lesson, what is the desired outcome of this next thing coming up in my calendar? What's the desired outcome of my vacation? What's the desired outcome of my gym workout? What's the desired outcome of my anniversary dinner with my wife? Right? So you ask this question because it has you stop and answer it, which is really brings up a lot for us as leaders. Like, what am I committed to here? What's most important? Where would I want to leave myself and others out of having got together in this way? Now we're talking about meetings, not anniversaries or mountain bikes. So let's talk about meetings. Any meeting you have, you got to stop and ask. And I, I absolutely will not walk into a meeting, even if I'm not leading it, if I haven't asked this question of myself. I say, Chad, what's the outcome I'm committed to out of this meeting? What's the desired outcome here? Why am I here? Okay, all these other questions come out of asking that first question. Why am I here? How am I to participate or not? What is the value I can contribute? And sometimes by asking this question, there's some meetings I decline to go to because I can't see why I was invited to go to there. And I'm unwilling to just sit through a meeting not knowing why I'm there. That's a very low level of leadership. It's very common, but I invite you to stop doing that because what I would need to do if I'm attending a meeting and I can't connect the dots for myself why I'm there, I would ask the person holding it, am I needed? What's your expectation of me being there? What's the point of the meeting? And I'm not saying it to be a bad person and be hard to deal with. I'm doing it for integrity's sake because my time's valuable. So is yours. So how do you want me to interact and relate to this meeting? Does this make sense? So that's your time. If I'm going to sit my butt in a chair or on a Zoom call, I'm going to know how I can be there as a high performer. And by the way, that doesn't mean I have to talk or come up with smart ideas. Like I said earlier, I may just be there really listening, not multitasking, fully bringing my attention, but I'm not going to be there uh, half, half baked. Okay. Now back to you leading meetings. So I'm just sharing with you how I design the meetings I lead. And I've led thousands and thousands and thousands, very high stake meetings with top CEOs, leadership teams, business owners from top companies all over the world. I had to stand up there and be at risk myself for delivering the goods in meetings they're paying a lot of money for. So this is very important to ask the question and to be clear, where do I wanna leave people at the end of X, the end of this one hour meeting, the end of this huddle, the end of the two hours, the end of the workshop, the end of the summit? What's the outcome of this? And I'm gonna give some examples. Again, this is more of an art than a science, but I could think if I'm having a, a weekly meeting with my team, it may be the outcome is my team or we are um, a coordinated and in action fulfilling the uh, fulfilling the priorities of the business this week. So again, the outcome could be we are coordinated. That's very specific. I'm making sure that the outcome is the seven of us are coordinated for the next week. And we are in action, very specific. What are the next actions this week that are most important for us to take? And not only that, it's always grounded in the business to move the business forward this week. That could be a very powerful outcome. Some of the samples I'm going to show you in a few minutes, that is basically where I lead from most is that we're coordinated, we're in action, and we're moving the business forward. And any business meeting you're leading, you can't go wrong by stealing that outcome from me. That will work for you in almost everything. 
All right. And there may be other versions of that that you make up. If we're, if we're just doing a team building exercise, you may say, okay, the team has had fun and you know we're more connected than before. That could be an outcome. I'd find a way to still connect it to the business. And we have new insights on in how to deliver the business results. How do, and we have new insights on in how to work as a team together. Okay. Is that sufficient though? Do you get the idea of what it looks like to, for yourself to create an outcome? There's no right answer. You just kind of put pen to paper and think what's most important for us to cover. You know, we've resolved this issue. We've, we've wrestled to the ground, this area that's not working in the business. Um, or we've at least listed all the things that are robbing our attention from the business right now. We've had a reset. I don't know. Again, just look for yourself and create the outcome. Now, here's some design tips moving on from that foundation. Create the outcome. Number one, this is you designing the meeting in advance, not leading it yet, designing it. Number two, get input and alignment from key stakeholders. So most meetings, most meetings, you can take advantage of this point, which is, I'm leading something. It's not about me proving my point of view. It's not about me broadcasting to everyone, unless it is. Some meetings are just informative based. Here's the update. And that's fine. You don't really need alignment to update people. But there's other ones where you're really dealing with some tough issues or you're really committed to an outcome that's not predictable. So I would look and say, who else are the key stakeholders? So if I'm the CEO, I might look and say, well, my sales manager or my, my VP of ops or my um, my director of marketing, and it may be depending on the topic of the meeting too, but there's likely other people who are accountable for the teams or impacted by the uh, topic of your meeting that is always good that you share with them in advance, hey, this is what I'm thinking about covering in the meeting. Here's the general outcome. What do you think? What am I missing? What am I not seeing? How will this impact your team? Sometimes if I'm leading a big corporate initiative, of course, the key stakeholders would be the entire leadership team for sure. And I'm never going to speak on somebody else's behalf. So I don't want to be in a meeting where um, I can't turn to somebody and say, John, what's your opinion on this? Now, John's opinion on this will be much better served if you're not putting him on the spot if he had time to think about in advance what your intention is for this meeting, and he's now your partner in fulfilling the outcome, not just somebody that you, you know, pass the mic to. I hope this is communicating. You want to think from the outcome, which would have me think who's in the meeting, who's my partners, who do I want to make sure understands what needs to get accomplished. And the list uh, may be one person or it may be many. You want to invite the right people in the design of the meeting. Okay, really important. Don't miss people and don't invite people who aren't relevant. Get over it. High performance means people need to stay productive. I don't need to be in every meeting. Some cultures suffer from not, you know, not wanting to hurt people's feelings. Well, why wasn't I included? Because it has nothing to do with you. Shut up and go back to work. You may not say that in your culture. I don't know. But listen, when you got a team of high performance, you can be straight with people. That's the whole thing. So look to say, the question is, who are the right people to attend this meeting to fulfill the outcome? 
and then make your list. Uh, schedule the right amount of time. Another pitfall is that people schedule uh, too little time to achieve what their outcome is. Don't be unrealistic. This is not pray to the heavens and have the stars align. You got to be in reality. What's the outcome? We are going to identify five new ways to generate revenue this quarter. See that outcome? Very specific. We're going to identify five new ways to generate revenue this quarter. Okay, how much time do I need for that? Well, we need to introduce it. We need to give people time to think. You know, if I was doing that session, I would schedule a minimum of 90 minutes as an example. And that would just be to get the ideas out there on paper, on screen. Then you got to actually execute them. We're not going to get to execution today. You see how I wouldn't promise that we're going to do a bunch of work and what it looks like. We're just going to identify five and we're going to take 90 minutes for that. So do the thinking, really tell the truth. Don't try to jam things in and do it half, but okay, because you're going to end up with poor quality results. And that's, that's again, a waste of time. Uh, give proper notice to meetings. Again, a big pitfall I see all the time in organizations, the teams I lead, people are sending out notices of meetings the day before, they're changing things, they're canceling things. It's horrible, horrible. You, you want people not to respect their time and be unproductive, mess with their calendar. Okay, treat them like that. Don't do that. Give at least a week's notice, seven days for anything in the calendar, at least a week. Because if you have a high performance organization, I would expect my people know what they're doing next week and they're already scheduled. So a minimum of a week and better if you can give reoccurring dates, if it's a weekly or biweekly or monthly leadership meeting. So people can schedule around it and count on it. Also, don't cancel meetings. Very rare that you should cancel a meeting. Uh, again, it undermines people's relationship to how important and sacred that time can be. And then, you know, the next calendar invite, they go, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm there or not. They cancel half of them. That's on you as the leader. That's why people don't show up for meetings. Okay. Lastly, share the outcome and ask for their thinking in advance. So when you're inviting people to a meeting, you may not share the exact outcome that you've written for yourself as a leader, but you want to share the topic, obviously. Here's what we're going to be talking about. And by the way, you can share the outcome. It just not be, may not be completely relevant uh, in that setting. So you got to look. But the point here is, is that you're going to share, this is the point of the meeting. Here's what we want to walk out having accomplished. Please give this some thought in advance. We're going to be getting some of your thinking around this. We're going to be asking for your, your view about something, if that's the kind of meeting you're having. Um, or share, it's going to be a 15-minute quick hit meeting, and we're going to go around the table one minute each and hear uh, how it's going this week. Again, I'm not here to prescribe to you what meeting formats you should use. There's many resources to help you with that. In my experience, the one that works best is the one you pick and you bring integrity to and you stick with. Uh, and uh, that's the one that works. But the point here is giving people a heads up in advance. That's everyone attending. What is the point of the meeting uh, has them come prepared, which people like to do before they sit down. Okay. How are we doing so far? Excellent. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay. So here is leading a perfect meeting. What does it look like? So we've dealt with the design of something. Now here's some tips on leading. So first, start and end on time. These are some basics, but 
If you think back over how many meetings you've attended over the last week, I promise you, I bet you didn't attend one that started on time and ended on time. I bet you didn't attend one that started on time and ended on time. Maybe you did, okay? That would be the exception. So start and end on time. Now, of course, there's flexibility with this, but you want to really build a culture of high performance. You want people to know we do start on time. So get here early, be prepared, and I'm going to start on time. Now, if, I'm going to just say a little caveat to this. It's not a caveat because I always start meetings on time. If my meeting starts at nine o'clock, I say, okay, good, we're starting. So everyone knows we're now starting. Hi, welcome. It's 9 a.m. Thanks for being here. And then I'm going to deal with attendance. Who's here? Okay. And then if there's somebody who's expected to be here, who's not here, we're not going to just go on. Lots of organizations do this too. Oh, Johnny's not here. Where's Johnny? I don't know where Johnny is. I saw him earlier at the uh, coffee machine. I think he's going to be here soon. Okay, we think. Well, Johnny's invited to be here. Now, here's the, here's the thing. If you're running meetings really well, you're, at the beginning of the meeting, you're going to lay out the outcome of the meeting. You're going to say, this is why we're here. This is what I'm inviting you to help me fulfill in the next two hours. And this is why it's important. If Johnny's not here and Johnny walks in nine minutes late, Johnny didn't hear your first opening. He has no idea now what he's walking into. And he's just Johnny. And everyone else is like, okay, we're here, boss. We're ready to roll. And Johnny's not. So it, it, it detracts. I don't want to repeat myself. I want people on time because I value their time. They need to value the team's time. It's not a moral conversation. I don't, it's not about you're a good person if you're on time. It's that it's what works for this meeting. So be here on time. And if they're not here on time, like any good team, I'm going to stop authentically and look and say, where's Johnny? Somebody text Johnny. Let's find out what Johnny's doing. Do you have a Johnny on your team? I bet you do. So you got to text Johnny and at least say, Johnny, when will you be here? And then you can make a choice. Oh, sorry. I'm going to be here in 15 minutes. Okay. We're going to start without you. We're going to have, you're going to have to catch up, be on time next time, or I'll be through two minutes. Okay. We're going to wait for you, Johnny. Then you wait for Johnny, make your choice, but don't just roll. You know, no Super Bowl team would just run onto the field and go, oh, we're missing, uh, we're missing our, whoever, our left defensive back. Oh, don't worry about it. Let's just play. No, you're missing your left defensive back. Don't play. You got to stop. You're a team. Build trust. Build respect for each other. And um, and obviously it works. So I could talk a lot about starting and ending on time. It's a fun game. The ending on time challenges you as a facilitator to move the conversation forward because you have an outcome you promised. You got an agenda to get through. And now you're, now you're going to make sure that you give just enough time to each person, but you got to keep people on track to finish on time. Okay. So it, you can't always finish with items not complete. Otherwise your meeting didn't work very well. You either promised too much or you didn't move the conversation forward with the velocity it needed during the meeting. Not easy to do, is it? Okay. So uh, also leading a perfect meeting, review the outcome. As I just said, you want to state that off the top and however you would state that for people so that they could understand. Here's what I like the visual of. Here's what we want to walk out having accomplished. An outcome is an accomplishment. We want to move through this body of work. We want to complete this item, et cetera. Uh, and then I always ask this question. 
once I review the outcome, I say, is there anything before we start that is a priority for you right now today that must get addressed in this meeting? This is especially good for leadership teams, executive teams, where you're running multiple departments, because my experience is sometimes we want people to focus on a certain topic, but they're hijacked by something that's bothering them, right? They're like, I don't have time for this meeting because I got four sales deals that are crashing and this is BS and I really don't want to be here, but I, you know, I'll pretend and I'll be on my, my, uh, I was going to say Blackberry. That'd be pretty old school, huh? I'll be on my, uh. I'll be on my phone under the table here, putting out fires, but you know, whatever. So I always ask, is there any priority? Because I'm not saying it to, to, for any other reason than I care and I understand, and I've been there myself and I may say, yes, there's something really important. You guys know that this is happening on the side of the business and I just want everyone to be aware of it. We don't have to address it now, but maybe we could schedule time later this afternoon to deal with that specific area. Yes. So you always have to look at if it's something that's an emergency for your business, you should probably throw out your agenda and just deal with it. If it's like literally an emergency that you got to deal with your business that day. If it's something that can wait three hours or a day or two days, schedule for it when you ask that question and then people can relax. They can be like, okay, thanks. Whew. I'm glad that's taken care of. I got support from the team. I'm smiling. I'm here. See the difference that can make? So in other words, what you're trying to do is clear their head of the noise that may be going on that's appropriate and valid because they're running a business, part of your business, and have them be present for the meeting at hand. All right. And the next big space is listen and move the conversation forward. So obviously, this is all around facilitation. Um, I'm going to also, I've, I've created a five um, tip bonus that you're going to get as downloadable with this um, mastermind and where I've gone over five key steps of facilitating. It's a whole other course. I could talk for two days about it, right? But I'm, I'm giving you that resource um, on facilitation. The main point here is though to listen and move the conversation forward. So when I've done the preparation work as the leader, I know the outcome. I know specifically what spaces of the conversation we need to move forward to get to the outcome. I now can listen for people's conversations. I can listen for when we're complete with something. I can listen for, do we need to dial down a bit deeper in that topic? I can listen for when are we starting to repeat ourselves and it's time to move on. By the way, that's a good way to know when to move on is that you start talking about the same thing over and over. So when you start talking about the same thing over and over, the question that you want to ask is what's the next action? Okay. It's coming up, but that's the magic question to move things forward. What's the next action here? And again, you're not saying it to be difficult with people. You're saying as a team member, you're looking together. Okay, we got the issue. Now, what do we do next? What do we do next to move this forward? And often, in my experience, it will be, we need to schedule a separate meeting for that topic with the three of you over there. And can you do that by tomorrow? Or you guys work that out. And you pause in the meeting. You make sure that they schedule it, or at least they can, they now have a time to schedule it. And then they got to go deeper in that because this is where most meetings get off track. People get in the weeds over one hot topic, right? One hot topic that's pushing people's buttons. And then you never get to the good stuff or the good agenda. You're just dealing with people's complaints or views or opinions. So you've got to listen enough where people have experienced you're not being dismissive, 
where you really understand as a leader, oh, this is what we're dealing with. And then say, good, what's the next action? And it could be that people say, nothing, I've got it handled. And if you can listen for that, and that seems to work fine. Or they might say, yeah, I don't know, I got to look. And you can tell there's usually two or three departments or people it impacts. Get those three people together in a separate uh, meeting and have them then report back the next week or whatever is appropriate. That's how you move things forward. But you say, okay, guys, we've got 15 minutes left in this meeting. As I'm checking my clock here, you see, I'm like, I've got, yeah, a bit left in this in this uh, mastermind. So I need to move too. But um, these are juicy areas for you to take on as a leader. Um, and uh, in my experience, again, there's a couple key things that will uh, get you, so to speak, back on track quickly and asking that magic question. What is it? What's the next action here? And have people answer that. Usually they look at each other and start to smile. Like I have no idea. Well, schedule something for you to work it out. Okay. You're building accountability in the team by doing that. Next, make choices in real time. Never let go of the outcome. So, um, you know, just like I explained to you, make choices. Is this a real emergency? Fine. I'll throw out the whole agenda for today. Cause we need to deal with that customer complaint now. That happens rarely, should happen rarely, but occasionally can happen. Or we make choices. Here's everything team I wanted to cover today, but I can only cover this much given the clock and I want to respect your time. So I'm going to save this for next week. That would be responsibly dealing with your agenda in real time. Um, but you're still going to fulfill the outcome uh, or not. Sometimes in your meeting, you know, you promise too much and you can tell the truth about that too. We didn't get to everything today. My apologies. We're going to schedule an extra time for this next week. We didn't get to Sally and to Sue and to Johnny. Johnny was late, though, so it doesn't matter. Johnny, that's your fault. If you're on time, we could have got to it. You made us late. All right, I'm going to keep moving here. 